Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bees Knees Ben and the Bees Knees Brittany, and on TikTok at the Bees Knees Podcast. We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah. I think it was last time that we were talking about, like, names and Mm -hmm. uh how even though we both have very common names in our work place at least we are the only ones the only ones and we always have been the only ones yeah throughout our whole working career our professional careers we have been the only ben and the only Brittany. until immediately after (laughs) i said that on the podcast remember how I said that we have to stop saying we like celebrities because then they turn out to be bad. Yes. Well, apparently we just need to stop talking. This show is just a show of manifestation and the things either work very strongly against us or they just come true. I feel like it's just a, as soon as something is said in media, the opposite needs to happen because there are other shows and podcasts that I listen to where like they've mentioned celebrities' names mm-hmm. and then the next week that celebrity dies. And for us, we say a celebrity's name and that we like them and then they're bad. Yeah. Or we say that Britney is the only Britney at work and then she isn't. The next day. But that being said, she also quit. <laughs> so it's been like two weeks because we've... Uh... So she was there long enough to break your streak of being the only... like. Never having worked with another Britney, yep. but not long enough to matter. And not long enough to make it to the next podcast for me to say, I am not the only Britney at my work anymore. Because I was going to. I was going to say, it happened. <laughs> I'm not the only Britney anymore. But then I had to say, I was not the only Britney anymore, but now I am the only Britney again. But she still broke the fact that you were never... Yeah, I know. With another Britney. Yeah. And that is tragic for me. But <laughs> truly heartbreaking. I am sure that I will live to see another day. I'm just torn like in this podcast, should I say that we will win the lottery or should I say no, that we you... will go into debt? Like more than just like stop mortgage debt. stop saying things you don't want to happen. <laughs> Stop it. Well, you could say we're going to win. Listen, you you could say we're going to win the lottery all you want. We will not. It, we could. Not with that but, attitude. But if you're out here spewing that garbage, saying all of the things that we don't want, all the things we don't want are much more likely to come true. And you saying it is just making it even more likely. Or... Is it making the good more likely? No. It could. <laughs> when has anything manifested good? It happens. Tell me tell me one. Well, I can't think of one right now. <laughs> because you've put me on the spot. But it happens sometimes. Okay. I will tentatively take your word for it, I guess. You wanted a French bulldog. And look at what we have. That's because we bought a French bulldog. (laughs) We manifested her into existence. No, we paid for her. (laughs) Do you want to know what else really shitty happened to us? Tell me. Our dog got sprayed right in the face. Oh my God. Our dog is the stupidest thing in the world. Can you imagine lacking the brain cells? So you see a skunk in the middle of the road. To his, to in his defense, I don't think he's ever seen a skunk before. And you're just like, that thing sucks. I'm gonna go after it. Mind you, you can smell skunk before they spray. Yeah, they stink. But dogs like stinky things. So he's charging at it, and he must have, like, gone to bite it, ass first, because he got sprayed just a, about as like square in the face without needing emergency veterinary clinic services yeah as possible like and then we didn't know what happened because here's the thing that i kind of feel bad about 
I let him out as we always do yeah. or did not anymore. Um, and he has always been, you know, good boy. So we let him out. We stand at the door. He goes pee outside. Then he comes back in. And I was just like, you know what? It's midnight. No one's out walking. Um, I really have to go pee. So I'm just going to run to the bathroom and then come back. So I ran to the bathroom and come back. I've done it many times before. Nothing happens. Then you're just, you, as I'm coming to the door, you're like, what is Buster barking at? I was like, oh, God, really? Someone walked by with a dog or something, and he's just like, he's stupid and just wants to play. But, like, somebody else could think, he's a big boy. Yeah. So we go out, and he's just standing in the middle of the street, and I'm like, oh, he's just an idiot. <laughs> so then he comes back in, and he walks in, and he jumps up onto his chair. And then the smell hits. And we're just like, Oh my god And this is when We were about to go to bed Yeah It's like midnight I wake up at 6 in the morning This was a weekend So Either you way You weren't that hard done by It's It's just a bad time For this to happen Yeah It's like the worst luck Plus This is on This is the day after Friday the 13th And I feel like Something else Just not as significant Happened on Friday the 13th Or shortly after but I was just like, I don't this happened, then this <laughs> happened. What's happening next? Car troubles? Probably. Because they always happen in the most inconvenience, like inconvenient times. Anyway, he, I think what happened is that obviously the, he barked and chased. And in the time it took for him to chase from wherever he was in the yard to the skunk, the skunk had already turned around and got himself ready to spray. Yep. So Buster was always headed straight for that ass. He was, he's a fan of that ass. So whether or not he was going to intend to bite the skunk in the ass, the skunk already knew, I'm going to spray you in the face and yeah. you're not going to have a chance to bite me in the ass. But you can try. Yep. And then we spent the night scrubbing down the house, giving dog a bath, getting that out, chair out of the house, getting the chair away, like scrubbing the walls, the floors, setting the bowls of vinegar out everywhere. Yeah, just making like a concoction of like skunk spray remover for the dog. I feel like the the series of unfortunate events that had happened was that week leading up to that weekend that the skunk incident happened. I had so many tests and assignments due for school. So I had like four tests, two assignments. So I yeah. was like overloaded. Plus I'm working full time. So it was not a good week for me. You were I was very so stressed, stressed. So burnt out. Yeah. I had done nothing for myself. Like I had barely been to the gym. I had barely gone for walks, barely been outside. And I was like, oh, finally, the weekend. And then it's like, ha, motherfucker, I've got you. It was like one of those surprise motherfucker moments when just life just friggin' yeah. beats yeah. you while you're down. I was going to say something vulgar, <laughs> but just, you know. <laughs> you don't have to say it. We already know. Now... <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering. Was this the same weekend that I got my tooth done? Yeah. Yeah, that's that was a thing because <laughs> it was Friday the 13th. Yeah, that you got that your tooth That I got a root canal. Yeah. And that sucked because there was some complications that are kind of gross. So that's all they're going to be is complications. And they didn't get to do all of the stuff that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So still, I am sitting here with a hollowed out tooth with a false filling in it to get me by until they could finish the procedure. Yeah. And it's just aching and sore just constantly. And immediately after that, it was either that night or the night after. I think it was that night. No, the skunk thing? Yeah. No, it was, it was the, Saturday the Saturday night. night? Yeah. Well, then, like... Still quite fresh from this 
unpleasant procedure. Plus, we had also gotten some like not great news from the bank for some house things that we wanted to do. Yeah, just some stupidness. So it was just like it was all piling up. Bad on bad on bad. And then, you know, I was getting really paranoid because I'm in a wedding this weekend. One of my good friends is getting married. And I was just like, I am starting to get concerned about like what could happen if this keeps going the way it's going and the bad luck is going to continue. But it hasn't. It's been, what, a week now since... Since yeah. the bad has happened. It's and been a so week far, of no bad. even the forecast has changed. So Saturday is looking like it's going to be, it's not going to be warm, but it's going to be sunny. Yeah. And so, that's all we want. Exactly. I just want her to be able to have the pictures she wants and the day she wants and everything to go smoothly. And, you know, for my own sake as well, I would prefer it to not be raining. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that this weekend that just passed. It stopped raining for a bit, Mm -hmm. and I was able to get all of my lawn stuff done because I've I've been raking in batches. Yeah. And do you know how much it sucks? Of course you know how much it sucks to rake wet leaves. Yes. It is awful. You get wet. Everything gets wet, and it's gross. And and they're also heavy. Heavy. Yeah. But... It stopped raining enough for me to rake the leaves into a pile. And some of them were still damp, but most of them are dry-ish. Um, so I got to rake them all into a pile and make 46 trips down to the end of the street to get rid of them. And do you want to know what sucks worse than raking wet leaves? Raking leaves that have been snowed on. Snowed on and have, have the road dirt on it. They, and Yeah, and they've all just kind of like rotted together into a big mushy clump. clump. Oh my gosh. And they're like also like stuck to the grass. You have to like really like. Yeah, the weight of the snow really just packs it down into the grass. So I've just been doing like. I have to say, raking is one of my least favorite Mm -hmm. yard things. It's very satisfying though to see how it like looks after. uh, Yeah, I feel like all those things, mowing the lawn, I don't like doing. But I like looking at it after and being like, man, how did I live with it the way it was? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Raking. It's like even the spots where there's just leaves sporadically, once you clean it off and it's just green, you're like, oh, wow, that looks so, so much better. And it's also kind of like you brush the grass's hair because it's all like going in the same direction. (laughs) And it's like you can see kind of the lines of each raking strip you did. And it's just like, oh. The lawn's so handsome. Look at it. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever thought of handsome little lad lawn. Now you will. Well, I don't know if I will, but I appreciate that you do. Okay, so here's the thing. The thing that I am most upset about my tooth is I can't actually close my teeth because... The filling is like because it's temporary. It's like a little bit globbed up higher than like the the tooth usually is. Yeah, and because it's hollowed and stuff, and it's not finished, it's very sensitive to the touch. Yeah. So I like I feel like I talk with a lisp. Like I'm I'm obviously now that you're doing it, it you're doing it right more now, now than that you were. was like exaggerating it. But just in general, I don't feel like I sound like myself. You do. You're fine. But it and it bugs me so much because I just feel like the S's draw out and like. I've been listening to you talk with your mouth done for over a week now and I have not noticed it. Well, I'm glad that other people. You also have not like mentioned it. it until this very moment when we're recording you speaking. <laughs> so. It's because currently I have a headphone on. Listening to myself talk. And now we have to go the rest of the episode while you've just pointed that out. So now everybody is going to be more (laughs) sensitive to it. But it's like those songs where you're watching it and it's just like, listen closely and you can hear a lisp. And then when you hear the song, it's it's like they have a lisp. That's actually a thing. 
I You've like never spe- seen those? I've seen TikToks where just it plays a song and it's like specific artists. And just when you listen to it thinking, do they have a lisp? It sounds like it. Okay. You've never seen those? No, I've oh. never seen that. Well, I'll show you later. Anyway, last time we also talked about how we had just discovered sex education. Sex education. And in the time since our last episode, we have watched all three seasons and have started the newest fourth season. And we just want to quickly state how we're not digging it. And you know what is also disappointed? Disappointing. We, I, said that we should watch it more spread out because we had like binged the first three seasons and I was like, I'm really liking this show. This is the last season. We should savor it a little bit more. Maybe only watch one or two episodes (laughs) at a time and space it out. And you know, luckily for us, the season is making it very easy to do that. Yeah, it is... If I can be frank, which I'm not, I'm Ben. It's a dog shit season. Yeah. They really <laughs> fucked themselves when they decided to create a new school that was so unrealistic. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I guess were fumbled, both in the production and writing and just general idea of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like cast things yeah things that they couldn't help but is really unfortunate because it doesn't make sense problematic actors who uh because they are gone they had to write out the character and and it it really leaves a hole in the plot yeah season three ended on this whole oh fuck moment yeah just for all of it to be bypassed because an actor sucked Yeah, so there's just a lot of different things that kind of add up on top of each other. Obviously, they can't help that one person sucks and it's all being brought up. And now they're like, well, we can't have you in our show because, you know, your actions have consequences and you have to be held accountable and all that. fucking hike. Shit. So you're out of here. And that's just like one layer, though. Like, they... Are responsible for this weird ass school. Oh my god! The which like do is... schools like this exist in real life? No, they don't. I exist. didn't think so. I'm like, who? What school is this? This is like a whole different planet, like alternate reality, alternate universe type schooling there's... that doesn't even make sense. How are they actually getting an education this way? Yeah, there's so much weird. Um, I remember we were talking, and you had said like. This school exists okay. If it is close enough that Otis and Eric can... It takes a while, but they can bike to it. Mm -hmm. Why has this never been brought up? Yeah. When Eric is going through all of his identity self-discovery, like you don't think that this very... I guess different than what is normal at that school Mm -hmm. would not be like, Hey, 20 minutes away. There's a very queer coded school. Yeah. That, you know, I could find somebody to help me through this discovery. Right. You don't think maybe one of those kids lives closer. It's just like, Oh, you're, you're like super gay. Why don't you come to our school? That is a better fit. Yeah. The other thing I don't understand is like it's also said in the earlier seasons like when Eric is dating Raheem how one they're in a very small town and like them being gay like in public was kind of like like you're kissing me in public like oh my gosh but then like you like we've said not that far away there's a school where everybody is very open about their sexual identity and all this stuff and it's like that's really great, but he would have known about that. And also, if it's such a small town, another school like that, I find it hard to believe, would exist in this proximity. Yeah, that would be like a... Like, like a Toronto school. Yeah, or for them, like a London school. Yeah. And it 
it's just it's weird because I guess they never say how far the bike ride was. They only say we need we might to, we, we might, might have to, to start take, take, the, take bus. the bus. Yeah. But if it's I mean if you can go to school reasonably there. Yeah. And a bunch of kids from your school are now going to that school. And they weren't late either. It can't be that far. Right. And it's just so weird that this, like, like surreally, like, progressive, student-led, like, weird. I don't know how to describe it. It was just really, like, unsettling. futuristic but also just like alternate reality that's all i can think of yeah, to it's describe just like, it as a school we're all eco-friendly yeah we don't use any paper Ev- and everybody is so they share all the same values very passionately yeah and it's just like everybody in this school is 100 percent on board with paperless yeah there isn't the one kid who it's just like oh don't talk to ricky he uses a binder there's right. not like you know, like the school clicks. Like in Moordale, there was, you know, like the 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 bitchy popular kids. There was the bullies. There was the jocks. weird, uh, the kids that sang about sex. Yeah. There was the jocks. Like in whatever this new school is called, everybody is just inclusive environmentalist, like. Which, like, it's great, but that is a utopia. That doesn't exist. Exactly. Like, it. I wish that everybody was all-inclusive and, like, more motivated to help the environment. But you're not going to have every single student shun another student because they drove their car. Yeah. And, like, it. I see what they were doing, whereas, like, everybody is inclusive to the point of excluding people who aren't inclusive or yeah, who aren't. Yeah, yeah that so like i see what they're trying to do but it just it went from such a realistic school experience that it felt relatable yeah and that was the whole appeal of it that's what made it such a great show is that no matter what you went through in high school or what you're going through now or how you identify there was something that you could relate to yeah it went from a show where it was so relatable on different things like there were scenes, different scenes where each one of us were just sitting there crying because of how hard a scenario hit us. And like we had all the feels and then we like it, like cathartic processing of those things. Yeah. Into no matter what theme they're actually trying to do. I'm just sitting and be like, okay, but this would never happen. Yeah, and it's like it's insufferable not, to yeah, watch. It's not a real scenario for this real scenario. Yeah. And like you had brought up a good point too about when things were happening in the last season and they were trying to like basically take everybody's individuality away and make them wear uniforms and walk in a single file and you don't need to have any sort of like individuality expressiveness at yeah. all. Like, you have to wear your hair a certain way. You can't have any piercings. You can't wear a pin, for heaven's sakes. Like, yeah. everything was so Rigid. by a book. Like, it was like a prison almost. Yeah. Um, That you would think that if a school like this was so successful and not that far away, that they would have been able to argue against this stuff and say, hey, look, these people are encouraged to be their individual selves and that's a very highly rated school. And they're all smart as fuck and get funding and they have a student sex therapist. Exactly. Like, (laughs) you would think that those things would have come up. I think the biggest mistake they made was closing down the school, making it so that they didn't have funding. I honestly thought that at some point Jean was going to come through and save the school. Like when she found out that there was all this anti-sex when they when she was like if she found out about the new sex ed curriculum and what they were teaching them about abstinence and all that crap and basically fear mongering them to not have sex. I thought that she was going to find out about that and gather up a parental committee of all these people who are like, I want my kid to be themselves. I want them to identify how they identify. I 
want them to feel safe at school. I want them to learn what things actually are so that when they are adults, they aren't shocked. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to gather up parents and that they were going to fight back against the school and that the parents would come through in the end as well and get back to school for them. Yeah. I was shocked that, like, season four, they're just like, the school is closed. You got to find somewhere else. Yep. And it, one, it seems strange to me that when that guy, I'm assuming he's kind of like the superintendent, like regional school manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like the teachers, well, like Mrs. Sand found out that the school was closing they called an assembly for all of the sixth form. Yeah. It's like, cause this is going to affect you. You would tell the teachers that they're getting fired before you tell all the students. Well, maybe not. Like there were a lot of things in our own, in, in our education system that the school found out, like as the parents were finding out. I guess I just, I just feel like that's, Like a lot of the strikes and stuff that have happened and like the school lockdowns that happened over COVID, like a lot of those things that the government was putting in place or the school board was putting in place, the teachers didn't know about until the parents were already being informed about it. I I feel like like an emergency lockdown is a bit different than the school has sold because we lost all of our funding. Yeah. Like you would think that they would know because that's their jobs. Plus this isn't Canada. Like (laughs) the Canadian education system is fucked. So like you, as somebody who has no experience with British education, I would hope that they're a little more well oiled than here, but I don't know. So who could say? And it is their jobs. I just had another thought. You know how, like, in the third season, uh, what was her name? Hope uh, was going through all of the She's reading the paper constantly. We're the sex school. Oh, no. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I just thought, would it not made have made sense that that other school that is also very sex, they, they would have been in the paper also. You'd think. Like, like if, if this school is, like, they're a sex school and that's bad. But look at this good sex school. Well, I think the difference is that because this more progressive school is very student run, there's no need for the rebellion, Mm. which is causing a lot of the like strange acts like sex acts like the the graffiti, the weird play with all the innuendos, (laughs) the just act of rebellion where everybody is like dressed as different body parts yeah and i think that the difference is that when the kids are supported and not feeling ashamed about it that they are like yeah so what and they're more mature about it because they're allowed to be yeah whereas at moordale with all the like you can't act this way and you have to be like this and you and even when What's his name? Adam's dad, Groff. Yeah. Even when he was the headmaster, he also was very like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, you can't be acting this way. And like, well, obviously, look at his son. Like, he was very kind of like (laughs) disciplinarian, strict, but not as much as Hope. Because Hope did it in a very like deceiving, manipulative way. Like, we're pals, but also... I yeah, own when it you. started off as the I'm such a cool like she's sitting on the stage with like one leg up and her arm on it. Yeah. She's just like, hey, kids, I'm just like you. I'm so cool. And like it, instantly I was just like, mm, she's going to be like secret Hitler. Yeah. And then the first thing that she did was the you must walk single file. I was like mm, yep. painted all the lockers. So they were like prison colors. And like- yeah the uniforms and identifying people's gender for them yeah it was, separating them into gender categories and yeah just it complete, was just bad it, that's where it started to go downhill because it's just like there is 
no way a school leadership like that would when like if they put in this rule like guys go there girls go there all right what about us non-binary people oh yeah like there's no way that gets ignored yeah like that season was made in like 2021 Mm -hmm. so at that point in our global climate there's no way that's getting ignored or being like you, you guys just need to stop making things complicated and just focus on succeeding. It's like, it, uh, that's just, that's where it went downhill for me. I didn't, like, I just don't like the fixation. Like, so what if someone has little fun buns instead of a mature hairstyle? Like, who cares? They're cute little buns on the top of your head. <laughs> Who cares if you have pink in your hair? I don't understand how having pink hair or blue hair or baggy clothes interferes with your ability to learn. If, like how? If you, if you get rid... Really, it's a control thing. Well, yeah, it I know doesn't, it is. It doesn't. It's just like, I suppose you could put, if you don't focus on all of that stuff, then all you have left to focus on is study and like your work i literally don't focus on my hair at all like <laughs> how how is somebody doing their hair up in little buns any different than somebody who's going to braid their hair it takes about the same amount of time it doesn't it's not any more distracting or like when i do my hair do you think i'm sitting there and when i'm supposed to be learning being like oh gosh i wonder what my hair looks like oh i wonder I wonder if a strand has fallen out. Should I check my hair? Like, (laughs) it's not. Like, you can still learn, especially because Lily and Maeve are both two of the top graded students in the whole school. And those are the ones that you're like, oh, your individuality, that that has to go. You're, You're causing the school to be a nuisance. Like... Yeah, there was a lot of things that were just like overly cruel just for the sake of the narrative. It made me very angry. Like when she was just like, Maeve, we want everyone to succeed regardless of their upbringing. So, and it's like by saying that, she knew. That she had control over her to get her to do what she wanted. the family situation. Yeah. They don't have money, all that. Um, And then... After she dyes her hair, she does the thing. Hey, so I got accepted. So about that. Oh, yeah, no. Like, she didn't. Yeah, she never intended on doing it. Yeah. And then to say, well, hopefully your family can get the money together. Is so cruel just to vilify. Yeah. I feel like a good show... Uh, like the example being se- like season one can have uh, like a threat to it mm-hmm. without having a villain. Yeah. And like did season one and two, there wasn't really a villain. There were some antagonizing forces. Yeah. But there wasn't a villain uh, apart from maybe like, like Groff was pretty, he did some pretty fucked up shit, but it wasn't like he was 100% always out to get everybody. Yeah. And then in season three, they're just like, you know what we need that we just haven't had so far in this really great show? A true villain who has no redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like at like in like the last episode, they tried to have this like, Okay, but here's why she did it cuz she's so sad. I don't know. I don't under like I don't understand the motives. I don't understand any of the intentions behind it. I don't know how she would have thought that all of these abrupt strict changes wouldn't cause a rebellion. Yeah. But and especially being so blatant about it. Mm-hmm. Like when she was she said to Viv like you are a smart 
a female person of color. This looks great. Yeah. And she's like, oh, so it's just about image? She's like, yes, it's always been about image. You're not special. No one here is special. Yeah. Even if that wasn't being recorded, there's no way that conversation would be had. If she was truly trying to do what she did, she would have been like, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. I like there were some things that kind of started to go downhill in season three. There's a lot of changes that I would have made to kind of set up for a better season four. Yeah. But that would take hours of me talking (laughs) because I have thought about it in great detail. I've had a lot of very sleepless, restless nights lately. And this show is one of the things that I'm like, if I could talk to the writers, I'd be like this, this moment here, you went wrong here and this is what you should have done. And now this moment here, you, you, you were onto something, but you kind of took it in the wrong direction. If you kind of just swerved back this way, did a little bit of U-turn, we could have saved it here. And now just like ask the whole world to forget about season four and let's start over. (laughs) And I feel like there was a lot of time spent on a, like I'm not going to call it a B plot, but because it's with one of the main characters, but a, in my opinion, unnecessary plot. And I know in your opinion, it's unnecessary. Um, but there was the whole, like, uh, like Maeve meets this new guy and starts a relationship with him. And, uh, I can't remember his name. Isaac. Isaac. And, I don't have a problem with that. Her like branching out into a new relationship with somebody else. But there was a lot of time spent on it. That was just little bits drawn out Mm -hmm. that I feel like could have been compressed a lot in this season. Yeah. And then like when it falls apart, they still just kind of linger on it. Well, see, the thing with that is that At the end of season three, they have Maeve and Otis kind of get back together. But it seems so uncharacteristic of both of them at this time because both of them have grown apart so much. Had they had the moment at the end of season two when Otis left that very touching voicemail and Isaac didn't fuck it all up, then yeah, it makes sense. And even her knowing about the voicemail... They still have spent how many months not talking? Yeah. Almost a year not talking. So it's like, yeah, finding out that you had that message, it sucks that it didn't happen. But at this point, for us as viewers, it's been like two years plus, especially if you're watching it as the seasons were coming out. Yeah. But like we're looking at it, keeping in mind like, oh, this has been a lot of time in between. And thinking about teenage relationships too. Like if you had a thing with somebody in one year do you think two years later of like not really hanging out not really doing much together not talking nothing that you would still have that touching moment in the butt like when they weren't on the bus in season three when they have their first kiss it's like that scene was great but it didn't seem to make sense. They didn't do enough ahead of time to show that Otis and Maeve care about each other while they're together. They spent a lot of time talking about it apart, but there weren't enough scenes with them together to show us that they actually feel that way. All we had was them talking to their respective best friends, saying like, oh, well, what about this guy? Oh, what about her? You still like her. Why don't you tell her you like her? Why don't you tell him you love him? Blah, 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 blah. But not together did they ever have any moments that showed any yeah. connection. Yeah, and I feel like they they kind of went the easy route because it's just like, well, we're in our final season. We've got to get something going together. But at the same time, when they're finally together, um, they're apart. Yeah. Because of how they've written it. Yeah. And I feel like it's just... After so many obstacles have just gotten in the way, it feels like just, well, here's another obstacle because this is starting to get routine, so we've got to keep it up. Honestly, Maeve should have gone to America in season three and not had that weird romance thing with Isaac. 
Yeah. And they could have had like a, instead of we grew apart and that made us grow fonder, they could have had a literal distance makes a heart grow fonder moment. Yeah. Where it's just like, she's gone and he starts texting her. Well, imagine if she heard the voicemail on the plane. Oh, that would have been good. Like, imagine she went to that competition. She was on TV. Otis saw. And there was all that stuff that had just happened with her mom. Like, her and her mom were not in a good place. I feel like at that point in her life, Maeve would have wanted kind of just a clean break. Like, she had nobody. Her mom basically disowned her at that point. If she had gotten accepted into a program at that point, she could have gone, done her thing in America. Otis still would have acted the same way. Yeah. But I feel like the whole Isaac thing, it just, it was another thing that just didn't seem real. Like it seemed like they just put Isaac there just to be an obstacle, just to keep Maeve and Otis apart. Yeah, because whenever him and Otis are in a scene together, it's just really like awkwardly done where they're both competing and like macho and yeah and neither one of them are acting like themselves yeah and i think because isaac is all like broody batman type where everything he talks is a little bit sad and and no one understands him yeah well and then i think in this season they're kind of it looks like they're headed in the direction of putting Amy and him together. I don't know because we're still only a couple episodes in. And, like, if they decide to do that, whatever. Like, I, I'm not saying that Isaac shouldn't be a character in the show. I feel like he definitely has a place in the show. Again, he has another element of, I like, where people can identify with. And he's showing how people, like, disabled people or people with disabilities have a life as well yeah have intimate relationships as well and i feel like that is something that needs to be shown and that representation is a good thing but i just feel like they kind of used him as a prop for the whole mave otis love triangle and i felt like it was just not necessary yeah um one other thing that i noticed that they like a lot of shows as like it goes on um the characters evolve and it's not always good and they kind of fall into tropes. Um, one example I think of is in boy meets world first season. You got Corey and he's just a little dweeb and then he has this cool older brother. Mm -hmm. And as the seasons go on, Eric just turns into more and more of a dumbass. And it's just like in that situation, it works because it's Corey's perspective growing up and realizing this cool older brother is just an idiot. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of shows do that where they kind of just uh, exaggerate traits. Yeah. So if somebody is a little odd in that, by the end of it, they're just completely insane. Right. And I feel like they're starting to do that with Amy because – She's always been just a little bit weird, like very like no filter, um, kind of like says quirky, yeah, and says what she's thinking, and you can trust that honesty, yeah. And we in the first episode of season four, how many times does she talk about having runny poos? A lot, a lot, and it's just like one time would have been just like a <laughs> she's going like. She need like, she needs her friend in her life again to kind of like rein her in. Right. But after a few times, it's just like, oh my god, this like it's not even funny, with how much they're just driving it in. Yeah. She's walking through a store saying, "I have runny poos to a stranger." She's, like, it's. She's in the cafeteria telling the cafeteria guy she's, just like yeah. kind of all over the place. Yeah. Which I have seen some things that show her later that kind of, I don't know, they seem more true to the Amy that we know where she has those moments of like wisdom and just like the honesty, even though it's, it's, 
I don't want to say she's dumb because I feel like that's really mean and I don't think that she's dumb. I, I think yeah. she just she just has a very interesting way of getting her point across. It's like when her when she said to Maeve that they'll be each other's mums and it's just like Yeah, and it's just like it's a weird thing to say, but like you know the meaning yeah, of it. Yeah, the and the intention. It's like she it. has the emotional intelligence without the intellectual yeah like, you know what i'm trying to say yeah um so she knows how to empathize and how to relate to people mm-hmm. but then just throwing like hey, i got runny poos right. everywhere just really kills it and makes me be like what have you done to this sweet summer child well i feel like she's still gonna have her moments of her um, emotional intelligence and like helping the original cast out yeah because i have seen some things but not enough to really know where this season is going yeah well eventually we'll get to it <laughs> we have also been watching that boys spin-off yeah, show gen v gen v and i'm actually liking it a lot more than i thought i was going to i was nervous because i was like well, I really like the boys and the season like season one was great of the boys. And as you usually get with most shows, like we've kind of rambled about here today about sex ed. So as the shows go on, they kind of get kind of blown out of proportion to keep the yeah. the shock factor or they drill some th- some elements that were appealing in the start. They just drive them into the ground and then it's no longer appealing. Yeah, like with the boys, I feel like it's just like how weird and graphic and like offensive yeah, can we like be the, without the last season they're just like this one episode is crazy like this is the wildest thing that's ever been shown on tv and honestly and it really wasn't it wasn't the first episode was worse than that i know the exploding penis was worse than the orgy party thing yeah there was there's Oh, and when Mother's Milk kept getting that weird long tentacle penis on his shoulder. Like that also <laughs> yeah, so was like, more disturbing. But like the what I was saying before, how they just start to exaggerate things. And it seems like a contest of how crazy can we be on a streaming service. Yeah. Um, but this show, when I was kind of expecting that, it was just like they're young. So it's just going to be young and sexy and crazy yeah which there were some things um but it wasn't over the top i feel like it started on a fairly level ground to the start of the boys yeah and it's it's what everybody wants when you have a a a thing that you really like i want more stories in universe but not the same story right it's like what we wanted with the star wars sequel where it's just like, we want more Star Wars, but tell me a different story. But then they just told the same one again. And they're um, just like not moving <laughs> away from Skywalkers. Yeah. But instead, with this, we, like, there are ties to the same world, but it is unrelated entirely. Mm-hmm. At least so far. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it's going to have some sort of a tie-in and all that. Like, yes, these are kids who were given Compound V, but they have nothing to do with the Seven and how fucked up Vought's corporation of, like, their public image of the Seven is. Mm-hmm. It's all about... Well, I mean, I mean they, are, really they are kind of obsessed with the top five. Like, that's kind of the school's version of the seven and like your ranking and how you rank and being the top five, the top 10. And so like there is some kind of mirroring behaviors there, but yeah, the whole plot in itself is unrelated. I really want to know what the point of the forest is. Like, why are they keeping these kids down there like, are they testing on them? Like, what are they testing on them? Like, yeah. Or is it just, is it simply the, these are the kids who are too dangerous to be anywhere else. But if you think about it, why are they too dangerous? If, and I forget his name. Sam. Yeah. The one that they just got out. Yeah. Yeah. So if Sam was given the same sort of attention or and maybe we haven't seen enough of the backstory yet to know when Sam's mental health kind of started 
going downhill. But if he was treated the same way as Golden Boy, his brother, his power of like his super strength and stuff, that's a great power. Yeah. So what about him exactly? What like when did he become too dangerous? When did his mental health kind of get out of control? Was it because of the abuse that he was facing? Because yeah. all of his paranoia that he's experiencing that kind of makes him a danger to people is a result of how he's been treated in this weird lab dungeon thing. Yeah. So it's confusing to me, like, why did they put him down there in the first place? Why have they put other super kids down there? Are they testing them? Like, they seem to be deeply traumatized. And what makes them so dangerous? Was it a kind of an element of a batch of V or... Something that I've been curious about. So they say that there's this whole lab that they're testing on other kids. I don't know if we've actually seen anyone else down there. Did we? Well, we saw her... We saw the one worker give food to somebody that blew fire out. Oh, the out. fire kid, right. Okay. Because I, I forgot entirely about the fire kid. And I was just like, in theory, it's for like a whole bunch of kids. But like the only one we've seen is Sam. So is it actually just a prison for him? But no, I was wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's And like we're only, what, three or four episodes in? Something like that, yeah. So I don't know if we just haven't been shown enough of the backstory yet to see when exactly he was labeled to be too dangerous. But I don't understand why he couldn't have been given the same promising future that his brother had. Yeah, well, from the what I remember, which is possibly shaky and inaccurate was that he had a memory of them being split up when they were kids. Yeah. So it's entirely possible he got taken to be on this like course to greatness while Sam got taken to go to like a soldier thing or something. Right. Instead of being like a, this guy has the potential to be great and popular and all that, whereas this guy is a tool for war. Where, like, you look at Noir, who is also, he had the same kind of traits that Sam is showing. Remember the TV thing? And if you remember back to the boys, when Noir had his kind of thing, remember he had that, like, tea party type thing with all his imaginary friends? Yeah. And they were all talking. They were all animated. And then you see Sam talking to the TV, and it's like a Sesame Street show that's, like, basically telling him to kill the doctor. And so they're kind of, their paranoia is showing itself in kind of a similar way, but Noir is part of the Seven and Sam's locked in a dungeon. Just doesn't seem fair, does it? (laughs) I just don't know how they decide who's too dangerous and how do they decide we're going to use this one as a lab rat, but we're going to make this one a hero. Maybe they were trying to get him to be like Noir. Maybe they were trying, like, I don't, I don't know if we've been showed how Noir got to where he is. And now he's dead, right? Yeah. So I don't know if they were like, this kid shows all the same things Noir did. So if we can, like, you know, form his mind to work the same way as Noir's did, did, he could just be an even stronger version. Because Noir didn't seem like he really had a lot of powers. Yeah. But he was effective. Imagine that with insane strength. And then you also think of Homelander and all of his flashbacks. He was in that like glass cage and he was also very isolated as a child. And that kind of led to his um, like his emotional instability and mental instability yeah so it's like i don't i just i'm confused as to why some kids get the treatment that they get and some kids don't i'm confused as to why they think taking super powered people who are god level strong Mm -hmm. and essentially torturing them is a good idea yeah because sure they may turn out how you want for a while like homelander 
But after a while, they Some, snap. Yeah, something's going to snap. They're going to lose control. Because they are deeply traumatized, emotionally small. And very mentally unhealthy. Yeah, so eventually they're going to snap and just kill everybody. Like, it's the same thing as when Hope was suppressing all the kids who wanted to sexually express themselves. They rebelled. It's the same thing here with these it's superheroes. It's a tale as old as time. Don't keep kids in a box, whether that's a literal box or a metaphorical box. Yeah, let them be them. Yeah. Also, how cool are the blood powers? I mean, they're kind of cool. Like, it's kind of cool how she can, it can be like a razor or it can be like whips that she can like kind of hold yeah, on to people or she could like if so like that one girl was cut and bleeding out she was just like nah blood get back in there yeah like it's it's so common for a main character to have a stereotypical heroic power mm-hmm. like in the boys we had starlight who was like she's strong she's got the light things and all that and that's just like a typically associated good power you know yeah like the power of the light where in this, we have this character who is trying to do good with such a dark, macabre power. Yeah. And I think that's that's awesome. I just am squeamish about blood, so it's just like, I can't <laughs> imagine. And like, her cutting herself every time, and like, yeah. I'm always like, why does she have to go so deep? Like, she like, slices so deep into her hand. Yeah, my thing is, why is she cut? Like, she did that training thing in the first episode and then she almost passed out after yeah so it's like why do you need to keep bringing out more blood cut yourself and bring out some blood and then when you whip somebody with it instead of just dropping all that blood keep it going yeah but <laughs> it's more fun to have maybe once it like splatters on the pavement or something she can't i don't know i don't know how it works i feel like that's the beauty of it like the we get the concept don't explain it. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a good level of, you know, like removal from reality. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like somehow this compound gave them powers. How it works, ugh, I don't know. The one thing that made me kind of mad, though, is that when Cricket got exposed for how she shrinks herself and how she gets herself larger is like by purging and eating and everybody was like oh she has an eating disorder and like was like kind of yeah like shaming her kind of kind of like being like oh what a poor soul she has an eating disorder and like just kind of stigmatizing her and then um sorry what's her name that has the blood powers (sighs) marie yeah yeah marie and then Marie's kind of like, oh, but like, what about your eating disorder? And was like very concerned for her. And she's like, <laughs> Cricket responds back. She's like, you cut yourself. She's like, it's different. It's for my power. It's like, that's that's how she shrinks herself. Like, yeah, it's the same, same thing. Same, girl. It's both for your power. It's both <laughs> disturbing. And it's both kind of like, seems like it's unhealthy and you both need therapy. But that's both how you access your abilities. They are both textbook cases of self-harm i feel like oh what's her actual name it's not cricket is it emma yeah it's emma um so i'm just trying to think like we know that marie got hers like she discovered her period or her powers when she got her period for the first time i just imagine emma being like a sick child who has like the flu or something and starts throwing up and then just starts shrinking and just like how scary that would be because already when you're sick and throwing up it's such an awful and like you're so out of it yeah phased and then you're just like and like what's happening to me i'm shrinking (laughs) my bed got so big (laughs) my clothes have fallen off um but how jacked is that girl She's so impressive. Like, honestly, as soon as I saw her in that pink sparkly dress, I was like, damn, girl, look at those shoulders. I'm not going to lie. Being a guy who is with a muscular woman. 
Um, like it was like in the first episode, like when she was in that dorm room, it was just like the way that she walked. I was like, yo, she's a muscle mommy. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why. I guess it's because in all the clothes that I've seen her in up until this point, they're kind of like, um, like, I don't know. They're just like streetwear, like cool streetwear clothes. Like she hasn't been in anything that kind of showcases her muscle. I know she was like naked kind of in the one scene like one sex scene that she was in um but she was also tiny wrapped around a dick yeah it it was hard to really (laughs) know what was going on there but like when she was in that dress i was like holy and then like her back too i was like damn (laughs) and i was like she should have a power that showcases her muscles because that's impressive like i want her routine hey at, at least we can we can safely sleep knowing that she is so strong that when she's little bitty, she can just climb right through a dude's brain. Yeah, that's true. That, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to drown in this guy's brain blood. Ugh. Ick. <laughs> well, on that note, um, if you guys have, like, if you could have, like, a weird, obscure power, what would it be? I would have the blood whips. I know that's copying one from the show, but like as soon as I saw she had blood things, I was like blood knife. Yeah, blood knife. I don't think that you would be able to handle cutting I don't have the constitution dead. for it, okay? <laughs> like I I feel like you'd be like I don't want to. Yeah, it's like I don't want to oh, cut myself. We have to fight. <sighs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you wouldn't it, in theory, you'd be great in in real life, I feel like you'd struggle a lot. Brittany, I caught myself. I know that's your power. <laughs> I don't even know what my power would be. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>